Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 668 of the Juice Box Podcast. On today's episode of the Juice Box Podcast, Jenny Smith and I are going to define carb absorption and digestion. There's no more to it than that. That's what we're going to do. I mean, there's way more to it than that, but as far as the explanation prior to the conversation, that's all I've got for you. Please remember while you're listening that my voice sounds terrific today and that you should always <laughs> and that you should always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Are you a U.S. resident who has type 1 diabetes or is the caregiver of someone with type 1? Because if you are, you can support the T1D Exchange and research for type 1 diabetes by going to t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box. When you get there, join the registry, fill out the survey. The whole thing takes fewer than 10 minutes and you are going to help people with type 1. You're also going to support the Juice Box podcast. I don't even want to stop talking now. My voice sounds amazing in my ears. T1DExchange.org forward slash juice box. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by US Med. US Med is the number one distributor for freestyle Libre systems nationwide. They are the number one specialty distributor for Omnipod Dash, the number one fastest growing tandem distributor and the number one rated distributor in Dexcom customer satisfaction surveys. US Med is a place where you get your diabetes supplies from. Most of us use them, right? Most of us are using some sort of an online, wait a minute, are you not getting your supplies online? <laughs> okay, hold on. First of all, it's super easy to get your supplies online. You just, are you not doing this? All right, hold on a second. Let me get a sip of water. I got to explain this whole thing to you. So we used to use uh, another company. We've actually used a couple of them. And in the past, they've been, uh, you know, spotty. Let's say spotty in their customer service. But US Med prides themselves on their white glove treatment of their customers. US Med has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. And they want you to get better service and better care than you're accustomed to getting now. US Med always provides 90 days worth of supplies and fast free shipping. You can get a free benefits check right now at usmed.com forward slash juice box or by calling 888-721-1514. US Med carries everything from insulin pumps and diabetes testing supplies to the latest CGMs, including Libre2 and Dexcom G6. They accept Medicare nationwide and over 800 private insurers. This 888 number is dedicated for Juicebox podcast listeners. Call now, 888-721-1514. Get the service you deserve. Get your supplies without a big hassle. USMed, usmed.com forward slash juicebox. Look, everybody, these supplies are going to be coming forever and ever. I'd love it if you had it set up so that it just happened and you didn't have to think about it. That's how we have it here, and it is a, a real, I mean, it's a weight lifted. It's another thing you don't have to think about. Let US Med think about that. You go live your life. <laughs> 
Okay, so we fixed your computer. We did, thankfully, yes. Good, good for us. Do you want to start with carb absorption and digestion as a defining or antibodies? Mm, it's up to you. See. I let it be ladies' choice, as I'm going to have very little tag on one of them for sure. Um, how about we do carb absorption? Okay. Well, then, in fact, Jenny, we are going to define carb absorption and digestion. Talk about that. Okay. Can I tell you that the first time, I want to be honest, um, the first time you said to me that the body digests things in an order, I had never heard anybody say that before. I, knew, I don't remember telling you that. <laughs> well, you taught, you taught me something. In an order. Yeah. And so I'll tell you what I remember. I might have to clarify because I don't even remember saying that. <laughs> All right. Well, well, Jenny's like, please don't put that on me. I never said that. No, but, no, no, no. <laughs> no. So what I recall is that we were talking about pizza as an example. And, right. And we were talking about how in people's minds, pizza as an example could be a, is a food. But if you really stop and deconstruct it, Pizza is cheese, it's sauce, it's salt, it's oregano, it's flour. Flour. Right. Mm -hmm. It's it's all these things. If you put sausage on it, it's protein. If you put, you know, pepperoni on it, it's protein. That that's sort of an idea. Uh, if you put pineapple on it, it's a simple sugar. Like, you know, these things. Right. And and you were describing why people get low blood sugars from pizza, because they look at the slice and they they Oh, it's 35 carbs. They bolus these 35 carbs. They hork down this pizza. The um because <laughs> that's how I eat it. I don't know if the rest of you right. don't have yes. the first slice goes fast. And um <laughs> and then of course the the insulin is working, 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 but because of how digestion works, the pizza, the impactful parts of the pizza aren't being absorbed by your body right away. And you I if I'm wrong, stop me. But you said that yeah. the, the cheese is the most difficult part. Um, for the body to break down. It starts with that. It takes a long time. It's not pulling out carbs. Do I remember all this correctly? Kind of. It's sort of, it, yes, in a way, because right, the fat in the cheese mm -hmm. and the protein in the cheese and whatever else you might've also put on top of it. I mean, it could be, you know, the Italian sausage and whatever, whatever um, and the multiple cheeses that might actually be on top of it. Right. But the body sort of breaks things down in a general sense to completely like process, right? Almost like a blender, if you will. Mm -hmm. But if you have like the pineapple, if you only put the pineapple in your stomach, simple carb or simple sugar. So it's going to break that down really fast. Whereas when you start mixing that with the other macronutrients like fat and protein, such as in cheese, um, you're really going to get a slowdown of the carbs that you really only see the pizza as being or anything really that you've identified as a carbohydrate. You're going to see it. You're going to count the carbs. And you're going to say, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and give my insulin right now. And that insulin, it's meant to work the way that, you know, rapid insulin specifically is sort of designed is to work with carbohydrate digestion. It's got this in out sort of bell curve of action, which is kind of how carbs get digested and carb to carb. Even those are a little bit different depending on right. the kind of carb it is. Right. But pizza, for example, being 
yes, it might have carbs in it, but those carbs really get slowed down when everything gets blended together and the body is trying to also work on, I guess, simple way to say it is a harder to process. Right. The more macronutrient. So if, so if we took the slice of pizza as an example, and it just had, I don't know, sauce and cheese on it and we Mm -hmm. eat, we eat it, our body processes it in one bell curve that we could see. But if we rip the cheese off it and eat it, the bell curve completely changes. Right. That's a great way to describe it. Absolutely. In fact, something like the pizza crust with just the sauce, which pretty much that's just all carb, unless you've added fat and whatnot to the crust, Mm -hmm. um, then yes, that's going to be a faster digesting type of food or meal because you really have added nothing to slow down. So you have a typical carbohydrate bell curve and in kind of out within, let's say about three-ish hours, right? Whereas when you start adding those other macronutrients, they take proteins and fats take longer for the body to process. You might actually have sort of a double humped kind of bell curve, maybe, right? It might go up a little bit, or it might actually remain pretty smooth and steady, especially if you've dosed your insulin in a split type of fashion or extended your bolus out. Um, You might actually see something that's pretty stable for a while before it slowly starts to go up later, where things like fat and protein, those may be the end result of a of a rise up later, not necessarily truly just carbohydrate. Right. And I just, not that, I mean, I just think we should. So bell curve, um, if you think about a spike that you see on your CGM where you're going along, you know, okay, at 90, and then all of a sudden you go up to 140, it hangs there for a little while, then it curves and it comes back down to 90 again. If you can picture that in your head, it sort of looks like the outline of a bell. Um, Yes. So the carbs it's an impact of the carbs. The carbs start to impact, they impact heavier and heavier and harder and harder and harder. The bell, the top of the bell gets formed. The carbs start to be digested, so less impact. And at the same time, if you're lucky, there's another bell curve going on, which is the insulin. Yep. Right? You put the insulin in, the insulin's not working as hard at first. It starts to work harder and harder and harder, which is why you always hear me say something like, um, you know, you got to, uh, it's all about timing and amount. You have to put in the right amount at the right time. You have to yep. um, line up the impact of the carbs with the action of the insulin. However, I don't know. I've said it like a thousand different ways at this point. But um, those <laughs> impacts have to be fighting the fight at the same time. Correct. Uh, right. But aside of that, just just sort of keep in mind that if you, hey, it's Scott. I know I put the ad at the beginning of the episode today. I trick you a little bit, uh, but I still need to pop in and tell you, that US Med offers a free benefits check and you can get it at usmed.com forward slash juice box or by calling a special number just for juice box podcast listeners, 888-721-1514. US Med carries everything from your insulin pumps to your diabetes testing supplies. Go check them out. All right, sorry. Uh, I have ordered a new computer. <laughs> Oh, just I was going to say, I was like, that wasn't my fault. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> I did nothing. Won't, won't be here for a month. Um, <laughs> so, but, but what we're saying is, is that if you, so if you eat the pizza and it doesn't have cheese on it, your body can get right to breaking down the dough. And so you're going to yes. start seeing an impact sooner. But if you mix the cheese in with it, fat and protein slow down the digestion process and your body sort of 
focuses on the things that are more difficult to break down first. So it's breaking down stuff that doesn't have carbs in it necessarily. So is there's less kind of breaking it down all at one time, but because the carbs get mixed in with these foods that are harder and it's breaking everything down, those slow the whole process down really significantly slow it down. And significantly slow it down. Exactly. Which again, as your example, when you then take a bolus all up front for something like like pizza um, or the other foods that would fit into that, you know, same category, you're really going to most likely get a low blood sugar, Mm -hmm. end up needing to treat the low blood sugar. That treatment might even be a little bit slower because you have this food that's a heavier type of food already in your stomach. And then you end up going up later, not only from treating the low, which you needed to do, but also now the food is actually hitting and you got impact of insulin more upfront where you actually needed it stretched out over the course of how long that was taking to digest. Right. And that's why um, Chinese food can be difficult, right? Because it can be a mixture of a slow and a fast impact. Yes. You can almost have, well, you do have, you'll have two bell curves. You'll have quicker, faster ones and slower, more drawn out ones. And you have to hit both of those. Differently. With with insulin differently. Yep. Yeah. So, so now that we've kind of like walked through it, pizza is a great example because it makes the point. But so if you have anything now, like just think about all the different foods you're eating. If you eat them singularly, they have an impact, you know, across this curve. When you start mixing them together on a plate, you're now, we were talking about this in another episode, you have different lines of, I don't know, reality happening. You have the bell pepper reality and the mashed potato reality (laughs) and the meatloaf reality all kind of happening at the same time. Now, it's not, I mean, I have to say, like, anecdotally from managing Arden, it's not like there are these three different crazy I don't know, things happening. They kind of blend together a little bit. You kind of right. almost can't see it with the naked eye. But, right. it, but it is true that it's working that way. It's different foods right. are impacting differently. And if you have paid enough attention, I've said it before, if you've paid enough attention to the 80% of time food that you eat, right? What you've eaten over and over and over. If you've paid enough attention to that, you can get your timing down Yeah, pretty pretty well. Right. Right. And in most mixed meal settings, something like, you know, brown rice and I don't know, broccoli and grilled chicken. Right. I mean, that's still, unless your portions are exorbitant or you've had them slathered in butter or some type of other fatty kind of, you know, dressing, you are going to have the pretty typical bell curve of action. It's just when things get heavier in fat, especially, and or heavier in protein and maybe lower in carbohydrate at the same time or lower glycemic. I mean, it brings in a whole carbohydrate to carbohydrate. Not all carbs are sort of digested by the body at the same way, right? right? Um, A good example being plain old white bread versus something like a sprouted grain, like an Ezekiel bread, for example, right? Very unprocessed versus really, really broken down. There's nothing left in that white bread. It's kind of like eating sugar, really. Right. Well, and it's funny because I find it, if you choose a white bread that doesn't have 
high fructose corn syrup in it, I find it easier to bolus for because I know what huh. it's good. It does it right away and it's, it takes a lot of insulin, but it doesn't, it's not like there are these real kind of like, like the grains don't take more time to, it doesn't stretch out the process, I guess. No, not it's at a, all. It's, but it's a ton of, it's a ton of insulin. Like, you know, you're making me think about, like, I just, I Googled this, one of my favorite things that I'm not sure is real in the world or not, but that there's, sil- <laughs> that there's silicone in McDonald's French fries. So I, I, uh, oh. I, I um, <laughs> Is there silicone in McDonald's fries? The chemical sharing a link between finding a cure for baldness and fast food French fries is dimethylpolysiloxin, which is a, is reportedly found in the silicone that is added to the oil McDonald's cooks its famous French fries. And this is from 2018. So it, not, not really my bigger point. My, my bigger point is that when you start looking at processed foods versus natural foods, this is a big deal because these foods are generally speaking going to be higher carbs and there are things in them that your body is not really supposed to be dealing with. No. <laughs> it, you know, you wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like you, uh, deep frying is a great example to me because if anybody's ever like deep fried something on their own, you fill the, you know, you fill the pot up or whatever and you fry it. And when you're done, the pot has much less oil in it, but you don't think about it that you're, the one eating the oil <laughs> right, right when it's over. It's like it magically just dis- it went someplace. It's like when you boil water and the water like sort of evaporates. Right, right. You kind of think, well, they must have just like evaporated. It's magic. Right? And it did, by the way. It's up in the air now, right? Like and it's still there. <laughs> this oil is still, it still exists on the world in the world. It's been absorbed into your food. And so if you go back to the pizza explanation where fat slows down digestion, then fried foods are going to slow down digestion too, because you're going to be taking in oil. Um, and in a, in most settings, it's not going to be like real expensive, cold pressed olive oil that they're making your French fries. And it's going to be whatever, like, you know, cheap, cheap, easy to buy, you know, stuff that these companies can use for their oil. So you're you're getting that in there. You're getting whatever is in French fries, you know, and I'm using this as an example because it's here. This is from a 20, a 2015 article. Let's see if, um. It shows you how McDonald's fries are made. Um, there are real potatoes in it. That's nice. Um, <laughs> Thankfully. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Do you add any type of flavor? Yes. So they put in flavors and oil blends, beef flavoring. Like there's all kinds of stuff. What kind of oil do you use? We use an oil blend made from four different kinds of oil, canola, corn, soybean, hydrogenated soybean. Those are Ugh. four oils I wouldn't eat. And I am oh. not nearly the healthiest person in the world. Uh, and so I'm assuming there's salt. Um, you know, it, it, yes. there's a lot in there. Well, thankfully, salt is like one of the least dangerous things on the whole list there in those fries. Jenny, like Jenny's like, maybe you'll get some iodine. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> help your thyroid out. If um, they use the right yeah, kind of salt, right. yes. But I, I just think that when I watch people online speaking and talking about the problems they have bolusing for their meals, they only ever think of it as the number on the carb count. Like, yeah, the rest of it just usually doesn't come into play for them. And I, I mean, I just think, I don't think you should eat any certain way. And I'm not telling anybody how to eat. I, I enjoy a McDonald's French fry. Um, but it, you have to understand it. You can't just blindly look at this meal and go, McDonald's says that this is 86 carbs and dial it up and think that's going to work out for you because it very likely is not going to. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it brings in a bigger, 
a definite bigger piece of the lack of detail in education that's provided because majority of people diagnosed are sent home and told, count your carbs, take your insulin. Maybe they're told to pre-bolus by 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of left at that. Um, Most places, unfortunately, don't even go into use of potential split bolus ideas or whether you're on multiple daily injections or have the use of a pump with extended bolus and those types of things. There is, there's no definition to these type, this type of carbohydrate or these types of carbohydrate or these groups here, you can expect quick impact, sort of moderate impact, really slow impact that gets into glycemic index. And from the get-go, if we're not giving this information, that's where the confusion starts to come in. Right. If I was just told to count carbohydrate and that every single apple out there was 12 grams of carbohydrate, well, great, fabulous. So then I go and get my big old honey crisp apple and it's 12 grams of carb and yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I say good luck using a 12 gram count for a big apple because right. you're going to be in trouble. Right. Or, right. or you send your kid to a pizza party and the kid has three slices yeah. of pizza and you're like, well, that's 90 carbs. You give your kid 90 carbs worth of insulin, that insulin is going to crush them long before the pizza catches up. Um, some other stuff. And we know that most kids are not sitting at a birthday party, right? No. I right. mean, it's Plus usually a trampoline park or something, right? Yeah. The, 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 the balance of the timing and the amounts, just it's more important in different situations. It's also, all right, but hold on. So from online, uh, how are carbohydrates digested and absorbed during digestion? Starches and sugars are broken down both mechanically through chewing and chemically by enzymes into the single mm-hmm. units, glucose, fructose, and or galactose, Mm -hmm. um, that sounds like a transformer, which are absorbed into the bloodstream and transported for use as energy throughout the body, which if you listen closely to that sentence, what it means is, is sugar gets put into your blood. (laughs) So, and then, and and so this happens at, um, at different times. And here, very quick Googling how soon after eating are carbs absorbed, the denser the food meaning the more protein or fat it has, the longer it takes to digest, notes Dr. Lee. Simple carbohydrates such as plain rice, pasta, or simple sugars average between 30 and 60 minutes in the stomach. Mm-hmm. So you put your insulin in at noon, it starts working really well 20 minutes, it starts working 20 minutes later, starts working really well at 45 minutes. This pasta, except this stuff might not even be impacting you yet or not impacting right. you enough to combat this. And insulin. it's, you know, these are the pieces of science education, I guess, that no, I mean, unless you really Google something yourself, mm-hmm. most people wouldn't know unless they've gone for some type of a, you know, nutritional biology degree or something that they get the understanding. I mean, most people don't even know that starches essentially start to get digested in your mouth, right? right? I mean, one of the enzymes is amylase. It's like a salivary based um, thing that starts to kind of break things down. Thus a really good reason then, even if you don't remember any of that, it's a really good reason to pre-bolus most things (laughs) that are simple carb or right baseline carbohydrates. And then, you know, other, other types of carbohydrates actually, kind of get moved further down. And in your small intestine, you actually have a whole bunch of other enzymes, which 
at this point, I would have to look them up. I would have to go back to my mm-hmm. <laughs> nutrition physiology <laughs> books to, to look exactly which ones they are up. But majority of the, those kind of come in through the small intestine. And so we have, we have to wait out this process, right? Your stomach is like a big churning place and absorption gets done in your digestive tract, mm-hmm. right? So the more things that you put in with carbohydrate that are longer in terms of the body breaking them down, such as fats, the more drawn out that whole process gets. I wonder, and this is just me wondering, um, if you're constipated, does your body slow down digestion? Does it say it ain't coming out, so we're not going to worry about it right now? Or does digestion just keep happening and the constipation just keeps being forced from what's in your stomach? Right. I mean, constipation is usually... There are many reasons for it, obviously too many to kind of get into and discuss, but Mm -hmm. your body is still breaking down and it's still absorbing, but I've had quite a number of people who've definitely said, as soon as I go to the bathroom, my blood sugars seem to even out a -hmm. lot better who have, who have said that, you know, I have trouble with constipation or a lot of the, um, people that I work with through pregnancy, um, essentially that's a typical thing in pregnancy yeah. is constipation. <laughs> I remember so. saying it once to you and you looked at me a little weird, but I swear to God, I knew what I was looking at. Like if Arden gets constipated, then she disappears in the bathroom and comes back. You're like, her blood sugar is going to, a sticky blood sugar is going to start going down. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's one of those things I can't prove, but I'd bet but $50 you off. have hindsight. Yeah. 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 I, I would, if you made me bet, I'd bet in that direction for certain. Yes. Um, <laughs> so have we done justice to this idea? So, I mean, in in a general sense, it's, yes, I think so. Yeah, I just want people to understand that the time it takes for food to go through your body um, impacts where you're going to need your insulin. I mean, I think in very simple terms, I think that's important to understand. You can't just have this blind idea that, you know, in and it's gone, out of sight, out of mind with the food. It must be doing exactly what it's going to do right now. And because... You know, on the flip side of that, you have to understand how insulin works too. And insulin really, you're in the same problem. It, it just doesn't start happening immediately at full speed. Right. You know, the food's not impacting you right away at full speed. Uh, and um, either is the insulin. And so you kind of right. just have to, I mean, you said it earlier, but it bears repeating. You have to eat these things. You have to watch it happen. And then next time, believe this is about how it's going to go. You know, that's exactly right. And again, sometimes those normal things that you eat over and over can then give a little bit of insight to something that you may choose at a restaurant or a friend's house that you haven't necessarily had before. But if you're looking at them, you can gain a little bit of perspective from what you've done and say, ah, this looks kind of like something I've had at home. And I would have probably done this type of a bolus strategy for it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the best that you can do is give it a try, which is kind of what we all do. Right. Exactly. I always thought people, uh, somebody asked recently, can you do a pro tip on eating at a restaurant? And I said, it doesn't need a pro tip. The better it tastes, the more insulin it needs. <laughs> <laughs> In possibly a drawn out fashion. Yeah. Who yeah. Knows, Although, right? yeah yes. Cause that's probably going to be butter. That's making you happy. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, I appreciate you doing this with me. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. 
I want to thank Jenny for being here. Don't forget that Jenny works at integrateddiabetes.com. If you'd like to hire her, you can. And I'd like to thank our sponsor today, US Med. Get your diabetes supplies easily. It doesn't need to be a big hassle. And with US Med, it won't be. Check them out and get your free benefits check at usmed.com forward slash juicebox or by calling 888-721-1514. There are links to US Med and all the sponsors in the show notes of your podcast player and at juiceboxpodcast.com. And don't forget to go take that survey at t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. When you support the sponsors, you're supporting the show. At this point, I don't even remember how many Defining Diabetes episodes there are, but there's got to be more than 40. If you're enjoying them, you can find them at juiceboxpodcast.com, diabetesprotip.com, or by joining the private Facebook group, Juicebox Podcast Type 1 Diabetes, and then heading up to the top. I want to call it the, I always want to use the wrong word. And then I, hold on a second, I'll tell you what it's called when you get to the, so the Facebook page is a private group. It's really terrific. I think it's got like 24, 25,000 members in it right now. And at the top, ah, here it is. There's a featured tab. Uh, so you have to answer a couple of questions to get in. But once you're in there, go to that featured tab. And there's a list of all the defining diabetes episodes, all the variables, all the how we eats, uh, the quick start guides. If you're just starting with the show, the pro tip series. It's a list of popular requested episodes, popularly requested episodes, if I'm going to use English, special episodes, Scott and Jenny's, where uh, they're called Ask Scott and Jenny. People send in questions and Jenny and I answer them. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff on how to bolus for fat and protein. I mean, there's a ton here. Anyway, it's all in that private Facebook group up under the featured tab. This is the part where I say thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast. Please subscribe in your apps. Subscribe and follow. Follow and subscribe.